I'm Laura Lee Binstock, and this is a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us for a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast now on Mental Health News Radio Network. This podcast is also available wherever you get your podcasts, but I do suggest checking out Mental Health News Radio Network to find all your podcasts related to mental health. Today's guest is Christina Wood, CEO and founder of Woods Hypnotherapy and Coaching. Christina is a licensed rapid transformational therapist, clinical hypnotherapist, empowerment coach, and Reiki master. She combines her background in corporate leadership along with her life experiences in dealing with trauma and abandonment to empower other women to trust their intuition and set themselves free of self-doubt. Christina, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. I'm really, really excited to be here. Well, I, you know, you are a rapid transformational therapist. You know, I don't think I've heard that term. Could you tell me what that is and how you got into this work? Sure. It's a mouthful. You can even call it RTT for short. That's what I do. But um, this is actually my second career. I had a 30-year corporate career, as you mentioned in your introduction. And rapid transformational therapy is a method of hypnotherapy. And I found it throughout my healing journey. And I'll share a little bit about that. But um, as I you know, was on my healing journey. Most of it, um, I actually buried until I was about 50 years old. So most of my trauma, childhood trauma, most of my, the most robust healing, I would say when I really dove in was as I was approaching 50 and a lot of my life started unraveling and I went through a big divorce and decided to leave my career. I became an empty nester and you know, it was me and the dog and, and it was, oh, wow, there's some things that I'm things these feelings are really, really, these are different what's coming up. And I started remembering things. And at that point on my healing journey, I came across hypnotherapy and it really, really made a big difference in how I felt. And I was able to get to the root. So rapid transformational therapy, the type and, and method is it goes beyond just affirmations and saying words, because those are very powerful as well. But with RTT, we get to the very root, the very cause of why do we have a belief in the first place. So yes, we can, we can say, yes, I had that trauma or I had that moment or yes, my parents got divorced or I was in a traumatic car accident. So now I know I'm afraid of driving. So we have these moments, but what we don't always understand is what is the meaning we attached to those moments? And we, we know now, right. And, and the work that you do and, and the great work of sharing, you know, there's so many different modalities of, you know, big trauma, little trauma, we can be picked up from soccer practice late a few times. And the meaning we attach is mom and dad, like my brother and sister more than me. Mm. So what is the meaning we attach? So we, we find out the root cause and we, we have a way with our subconscious mind of interrupting that belief and creating a new belief, the truth and through hypnotherapy and really repeating over and over the new belief. We literally can make a new belief familiar. Our mind is so incredible. 
its primary purpose is to keep us safe and alive. And it really doesn't care if, of the, if the belief is right or wrong or good or bad or even true or false. And our subconscious doesn't know how old we are. So I look at it as RTT is a, allows us to go in, find the root cause and upgrade our subconscious, just like we upgrade our phone or my iPad. It's so Zoom. It's so annoying sometimes, right? <laughs> but we, we need to upgrade our beliefs because so often it's stuck like a record playing over a moment where I believed something in that moment was my truth or someone's truth. But now that's not the case anymore. And so RTT allows us to rewire and recode in the truth and that you are safe now, or you have different resources and coping skills, or that was really never about you. That was actually about something else. And through RTT hypnotherapy, we do that very quick. Rapid is part of the, the acronym there because it's very effective. And sometimes between one and three sessions, certainly sometimes more, depending on the depth of what someone's working on. But it's, it's this dialogue that we're having with the subconscious, which is so powerful. Yes, you know, I did um did work in internal family systems therapy and and I didn't realize mm. this, but someone said that's they would consider that a form of hypnotherapy. Yeah. And it's just so effective in trying to find the root versus, you know, when you go to a typical psychiatrist and they prescribe you the medication to kind of put a band-aid on what's what's really happening. And it's really just going deep in and finding the root cause of it is that is where the real work is, is. Sure. And, and so that's, that's amazing. And so I love that idea of rapid transformational therapy because people want, a, want help now, you know, and they, you know, I, you know, when I was in treatment, um, I had to go to re residential treatment for 31 days and they were, do were doing all these different uh, modalities where mm -hmm. they're like, you know, you're only here for two to two, two to two weeks to a month. And so we want to make sure that we leave you with the tools that right. to help you manage your day to day and not just medicate you, but to give you to to find what it is that you need to heal and and start from there and i feel like rapid transformational therapy is effective it is and you know even even today i i woke up with some triggers and some anxiety because i had a lot going on in my life and i recognized you know some of those triggers and some of those old beliefs and the more you do the work you recognize them it doesn't always mean you don't feel them so you recognize them and i was able to say okay let me use some of the tools that i have and honestly one didn't work i had to pull out like two or three tools before i was able to calm because in my nervous system my body you know these this was you know, I, I really had to do some deep breathing. I had to really talk with my, my inner child and my inner parent and bring back some of these tools, but because somatically in my body through my journey, and as I was turning 50, one of the things that really helped me as I started getting quite a few illnesses, I started having vertigo, um, a lot of autoimmune issues and hypnotherapy was what really made a big difference for me and started to really turn the corner for me. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? This is, this isn't a pill and, and uh, nothing wrong with that. Cause I've right. had to take those things, but in addition, and they helped me tremendously, but in addition, this, this 
idea of a vortex moving through my body and pushing out these beliefs is literally helping my vertigo. What is going on here? And this belief that I am cleansing myself with energy and light is making me feel better. This is pretty interesting. And so now I can actually do this visualization where I'm pushing out these beliefs that, that, okay, let's, you know, let's do a little cleanse here, like a car wash and these hypnotherapy techniques, you know, I'm going in my subconscious, which is a million times more powerful than our conscious mind, despite what our bossy pants thinks, (laughs) you know, our subconscious is so powerful. So that's right. That's right. I a hundred percent believe that, um, the topic that I wanted to explore today, um, is self-sabotage, which is, you know, when people do or don't do things that kind of block their success, prevent them from, you know, accomplishing their goals. And it can, I, I know that it can happen consciously and unconsciously. Believe me, I know that from fir- firsthand. Yeah. Um, but self-sabotaging behaviors can affect our personal and professional success as well as our mental health. And and just saying that and reading that definition, um, you would think why on earth would would I even resort to this type of behavior? But I feel like anything else in mental health and trauma, it's it's kind of complicated. Could could you explain? Yeah, it is complicated, but yet at the root, so I'll, <laughs> I'll get back at the root, um, is, you know, at the root of self-sabotage is if we sabotage that thing, okay, that thing that we perhaps want. So perhaps we want to save more money. Perhaps we want to lose weight. Perhaps we want love in our life. Perhaps we want more ease, you know, and, and to sleep, you know, sleep is a big one that, that we, we even sabotage, we stay up too late and watch Netflix and, you know, we can sabotage in so many different ways. There's everything from addiction to eating cookies at 10 o'clock at night. But at, at the end of the day, if, if we can blame it on that thing, then, then we don't need to show up and we, and it's very much rooted in the I'm not enoughness, mm. which is quite frankly an epidemic that when you look at so many, so many things, I know in my treatment, I found quite a lot of moments where I felt not enough and, and not, not to say everybody has that, but there are quite a few moments with my clients where we're probably going to talk about, there are moments in their life where we're going to work on, I'm not enough. I'm not enough this, I'm not enough that. So self-sabotage is really rooted rooted in I'm not enough, whether I'm not enough, I'm not good enough at this, or I'm not good enough at that. And if I sabotage it, then I don't have to face it. And one of the greatest fears in all of us is rejection, because we have this innate desire and need to feel connected. Mm-hmm. And you know, our, our, our primal primitive brain will do everything and anything to avoid rejection. And so when, when you, when we feel and look at, at sabotage, what we're really doing is we're, we're saying, I'm going to do this thing instead of the possibility that I might be rejected. So Mm. rather than do that thing, rather than lose weight and actually perhaps attract the love of my life and then have my heart break or perhaps do that thing at work that might put me in position to be promoted. And then what if that doesn't work out? Or what if then I'm away from my kids too much and then I'm a really bad mom or there's so many layers that it gets to. But when we really start digging, that's typically where it goes is 
see our mind can't be in two lanes. So always at the root of self-sabotage is our mind will have two conflicting beliefs. It's like, I want that thing. And then there's another voice in there that says, yeah, but if I get that thing, there's this other voice that says, yeah, but, but there's this other part and our mind doesn't understand two conflicting beliefs. They cancel one another out. And so the, I'm not enough, this I'm not enough, or I'm different, or I'm not lovable, or one of those core, core beliefs really just sabotages the thing that we want. So many, many times I will have clients say, you know, I, I want to retire in five years. Um, but you know, the more I work, I'm, I'm, I'm just away from my kids and then I'm a terrible mom. Um, or, you know, it, we're in two lanes here. Um, so what we need to do is we need to talk to the part and make a promise to the part that feels like, all right, if you strive for that thing, what do they feel like they're going to lose out on? So for example, a promise, I know that a promise that I have to make to my part is uh, I'll often say, all right, if, if I, if I'm going to relax because I, my survival was based on having to really do too much at a young age. Um, the oldest of four, single mom, really just had too much responsibility. So I really turned into the good girl overachiever. Mm. If I'm an overachiever, um, everything's going to be fine. And um, no one will know, you know, what's going on at home. And I did that for most of my life and it worked until it didn't work. And so that part, that overachiever part of me will come out now and what it did was fried my nervous system, my adrenal glands, so many other parts of my life took away so many special moments with my family and my children. And when I want to have balance in my life, this other overachiever part will come in and sabotage it and say, oh no, no, if you're not hustling and working, your whole career might collapse. And and then what, you're not gonna have enough money to feed your family. Mm -hmm. So even making a promise like, well, if having balance in my life means that my business will fall apart and I won't have any clients, then I'm not going to do it. Don't worry. If it's not safe, I won't do it. So you almost were negotiating with these parts. And, but if it means that I actually get to relax and enjoy my loved ones and enjoy these special moments and refuel and re-energize myself, then yeah, I'm going to do it. And we'll be, you'll be surprised that that part of us just needs to hear and know and make a promise. So another example might be if, you know, if taking time out for yourself means that you're going to be a bad mom, well, then you're right. Don't do it. You'd rather be, be there for your kid, you know, be there for your kids and not go get your nails done. All right. <laughs> but if it means that you actually get to do something for yourself and feel good about your how you feel in your body and and maybe spend some time with a partner or just with some girlfriends and and that allows you then to have the patience for your 2-year-old well then yeah I'm going to do it and that part of you can go oh okay wait wait a second here so sabotage is 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 rooted in so many things but 
oftentimes it's these two voices inside. And so I've gone in a few different directions and there's so many different tools I can share, but um, it's so often rooted in what are we saying to ourselves that keeps that sabotage going and the belief behind it. Because like you said in the beginning, there's so many layers to it. Right. I mean, I have to say it was really my my go-to maladaptive coping skill, um, mm-hmm. coping mechanism. Um, but how do we recognize it? Because I feel like if I didn't build in that awareness from my my own treatment, from when I w- was struggling and, you know, I that was like something that I, I actually had to learn in residential treatment. But how do we recognize it? Just people going about their day, recognizing it and and being able to break that cycle. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think just even acknowledging that you need to recognize it, right? So, <laughs> you know, just what are the patterns? Let's let's be honest. We don't need to tell anyone at first. We don't need to do anything. But, you know, having those moments, like why, why is that going on? These repetitive moments. You know, I'll give an example where, where we get curious. I, I invite people to get curious about the patterns in their life that they don't feel good about or they don't feel comfortable or don't don't feel like they're in their flow or aren't, you know, aren't making them happy or don't feel comfortable or feel forced. And certainly they want to stop. Or when we start beating ourselves up about something, you know, gosh, I'm just so lazy or I can't finish that. I used to beat myself up about being a procrastinator. And until I realized I'm afraid of, I was very afraid of being visible. And so that was my tool. Let me savage, let me procrastinate and not do it, then I don't have to be visible. So, you know, I I just don't have to show up. I'm just going to wait till the last minute. And, and then, you know, okay, yeah, no, I have to do it. And once I got past that, but I think being curious about it, and once you're curious, you know, let's go back and, and also noticing the feelings, because so often with sabotage, you know, a pattern is that we're just simply disconnecting from our feelings we're dissociating from our feelings and with your conscious and our subconscious mind you know our our with trauma in particular a big coping mechanism like you said is to sabotage something instead of actually feeling what's around what really either happened or a genuine feeling that is is meant to be felt and allowing ourselves and holding ourselves and getting the support that we need and realizing you know yes it might be uncomfortable to feel that feeling but once we move through that feeling and get the support on the other side of it is coping skills and tools and 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 resources where you're not resorting to sabotage to get through it. Instead, you're actually feeling the feeling. So, and I just listened to an episode where someone talked about feeling the feeling. I think it was the last episode before, before me. And I thought, yes, that's exactly. I mean, we've all heard name it to tame it, Mm. um, which just makes it sound so simple, but literally just allowing yourself to feel it because when feelings are uncomfortable, I'm the first person to say, I don't want to feel that feeling. Um, But honoring that feeling is, is so valuable because then 
not only are you showing up for yourself, you're connecting to yourself. And sabotage has so much to do with just being disconnected from yourself, disconnected from your higher self and resorting to something else to get by. You know, I saw this meme on, I think it was Instagram and it said many of us trade um, short-term discomfort for long-term dysfunction. And I was like, yes, that is, that is, that is so true. Why do we do that? Yeah. You know, for, for me, you know, I, and, and when you were talking about the whole food thing and like diet, you know, I tore my ACL earlier this year. I was recovering from surgery. I was very sedentary. I'm a very active person, but for a very long time, I had to be sedentary. So I couldn't fit in my clothes. And then, I, you know, I was like, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm going to watch what I eat. But then Halloween came and I was like, I just can't, (laughs) you know, and I was just like, I have all this candy in front of me. You know, my kids don't need this candy and I just couldn't stop. And I'm like, Oh, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. And then afterwards I felt bad. And that was when I was like, I realized I was like, I just completely sabotaged what, you know, cause I had been doing really well for a, a good while. And then I was just like, let me, it was just the temptation. Plus it was just like, you know, my period's coming. It was just like so many different things that I was just like, I give up. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to yes. fall into this. Yeah. And you know, one of the things about sabotage that often happens is you ask me what people can do or note to notice and just get curious is get curious about what you're saying to yourself, mm. because the words that we say and the images that we give our mind either support that sabotage or help you move in a different direction. Your mind responds to the words and images you give it again, whether they're true or not right or wrong. It really doesn't freaking matter. It's <laughs> going to say, Oh, you think this is killing you? You know, we say these very dramatic things like, right. you know, I'm going to die. If I have to do this again, these kids <laughs> are killing me. Um, my, my head feels like a truck ran over it. Um, this, you know, this, this traffic is just like the worst thing that ever happened. My gut feels like an explosion. You know, we have these very visceral, words that we use and our body is responding. And if we don't, you know, I think the best way for people to realize is if you think about, you know, seeing someone on the street, maybe even just someone you're attracted to, or the first time, maybe, um, you know, you think of someone that you were attracted to, you you kind of blush or you're, you get a flutter in your Mm -hmm. stomach. It's just a thought. Our thoughts literally create a physical reaction in our body. If I had you close your eyes and pretend you were biting into a lemon and did this whole thing about a lemon, your mouth would start to salivate. You would create enzymes. And we have this saying in hypnotherapy, so many of our beliefs they're lemons. They're not even real that you don't have a lemon. You're not biting a lemon. I'm just telling you to think you're biting a lemon. That belief isn't even true, but your body, your mind, and then your actions are responding to the thoughts you think and your body is physically reacting to it. So what are you saying to yourself? Just that alone could literally change your life. 
And if you don't know how to change it, just start maybe journaling and writing down and saying, maybe I could start changing those words and changing. And is this the truth? Am I really dying right now? Is it really like a truck <laughs> ran me over? Um, you know, saying words like, you know, this is a little blip in the, in, in the, in my life right now, or this is, this is uncomfortable or, you know, this isn't the best, but by the weekend, I'll be able to sleep and catch up on my rest. Or, you know, this is an unfortunate situation and mm. I'm going to have to call some friends and talk it through. And we do have such incredible coping skills and perseverance when we think about it, but we get ourselves in quite a tizzy. Yeah. I think that's, that is very interesting that you, what you, what you just said about uh, how we just, like I, you know, it made me think about my daughter. Like when she, when she's like, "Oh, oh, that's so disgusting! I'm going to throw up," and then she actually starts gagging. Right? How do we stop that? Right. Just, I mean, how do you train someone if that's like their? It's like a physical thing. Like, how do you how do you interrupt that? Like they're going well with kids it's they're so responsive and easy but yeah even you know they mirror what we do but um you know even showing this this thing that our beliefs our thoughts you know our beliefs turn into our thoughts turn into our actions turn into our events but you know even just saying you know is 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 that true? Is that, you know, let's talk about that. Like, what's another way, you know, how do you really feel? Tell me what it feels like wearing your body. What does it feel like? Oh, it feels like, you know, and they start to say, it feels like this, or it feels like butterflies, or it feels like it's tight in my throat. Okay. Well that's, you know, let's describe what it really is. Um, or it feels like my mouth starts to get you know, dry or wet. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we do have a reaction when we don't want to eat something we like or whatever, but we're so influenced by social media and this, you know, these very dramatic responses that we emulate those things, but we can train ourselves differently and our mind responds and can be rewired. And that's, what's so powerful about, you know, this is just one of the many modalities that can help people um, between energy healing and the hypnotherapy or subconscious work I do is, is really going to the core of where change is made in our subconscious. And if we don't like a behavior and you don't have to know how to fix it yourself, you can, whether it's hypnotherapy or some other kind of, like you said, internal family systems, EMDR, there's many other ways, you know, that, that you can get to your subconscious that are very powerful ways to make deep change. And, 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 you know, gone are the days that we have to go to therapy for five years every day, you know, once a week or something, mm -hmm. that's great too, but there's other ways too. Yes. And that's very, that's so wonderful. Yeah. I, I mean, I went to 20 years of traditional therapy and mm -hmm. I was, and I was still having issues and I was still, I still was, had suicidal ideation and, and, and after just a year and a half of, you know, internal family systems therapy, I, I don't even recognize, yeah you know, how, who I was before. I feel a lot different. Um, and you know it's it's interesting what you're talking about um about how 
how how powerful our our brain and you know what our our thoughts are it reminded me of you know my son there was a point and, and he still does this now but uh, there was a point where every time before dinner he'd be like what are we eating for dinner and i would tell him we are eating this oh i hate that i don't want that it's, it's <laughs> disgusting i don't want to eat that and he would literally every then he would just try it. And before he would even like he would just put it in his mouth. Oh, it's gross. So I would I told him for like because this was really frustrating. It was like I was sure, like in my mind yeah. for the longest time. And I was like, how about before dinner, you get really excited about what we're eating? Maybe just say, oh, I'm so excited to try that. And um, we did this for like two weeks and eventually he was able to, he was, he was enjoying the food. And then I felt it fell off the wagon and then now we're back to where we were. But I was like, remember that those two weeks where you were just like, you loved everything I made, including this meal right here that I made you during those two weeks that you said you love, but now you hate it. Yes. So- <laughs> It was yeah. so interesting how that well, you, Yeah, you're hitting on one of the rules of the mind that Marissa Peer created, which is, you know, well, I, I, it's just one of the facts is we get more of what we feel. So, you know, if we don't know why we're sabotaging ourselves and, and we just want to, you know, just the very core basics, it's what are we saying to ourselves and what are we feeling? Whatever you're feeling, you're just you're going to get more of that, which is easier said, you know, okay, now what now? What? Okay. Yeah. I feel terrible. What now? What? But (laughs) yeah. So one of the, one of the pivot exercises that I do with clients in, and I do with myself is close your eyes and think of a moment. and, And this was taught to me in the last 24 hours where you felt approval, you felt in control, you felt calm, you felt safe, you felt happy, whatever the thing is that you want. Okay. And just think of a moment, you might have to go back a couple days, just a little moment, it might be petting your dog, it might be walking, you know, and you see a leaf that was pretty, it doesn't even need to be a profound moment, it could be cooking stir fry or something. And you just feel that moment and let that moment move through your body like a gentle breeze. You could do this with kids. You can do it with anyone who who's never done any kind of work. We've all have a moment and allow our body to go back and feel it because remember our, our, our cells have a carbon memory and Joe Dispenza's work talks a lot about that and that habit, you know, breaking the habit of being ourselves where we get so frustrated. Why am I not healing fast enough? But this takes us back to a moment when we felt happy and calm and remind our little happy cells. Okay. This is what I felt. Ooh, I'm petting my dog. I feel so calm. I feel safe because pets do that to us. We can feel pretty good, pretty quick our children. And then go back and think about that thing that was making you feel agitated or sad. And just that bringing you back to the feeling of peace and calm or happiness now saying, okay, now I got to go talk to so-and-so about that thing, or now I got to go talk to my kid about dinner or whatever. Mm -hmm. You have a different energy about you and you will have a different energetic exchange or a different vibration about you um, because you're coming from a different place and your cells will remember, but you get more of what you feel because every thought you think and every word 
you say it forms a blueprint and then your mind's job is just to go find evidence to match that blueprint. But what's the blueprint? You get to decide what the blueprint is. And when we, when we don't know like, okay, great. I want to feel better, but I can't just think of a moment, let it blow through you. Okay. Yeah. That feels good. Okay. I have a little bit of a different blueprint now. Now I could go be that match. And that's a very quick pivot exercise. Wow. That is so fascinating that I'm going to actually try that. I, I love, I love these shows when I, I insert my, my children's experiences. And yeah. I, get, I get, a I get tidbits of things that I can work with my kids about, um, with, and, and I feel like that's one of them. Um, and so yeah, that, it's, it's a quickie. It's great. Yeah. You can do it anywhere. Wow. Well, is there anything else that I have not covered? Because I think there's a lot to to talk about when it comes to Reiki and, you know, energy and hypno in your subconscious. Is there yeah. anything that I haven't touched on that you think is so important for our listeners um, to, to understand? You know, I, I just always want people to understand how very powerful they are in terms of being able to heal and move past difficult feelings and difficult moments. And it often doesn't feel like that when you're in it, but, you know, we get disconnected from ourself and we get disconnected from whether that's God or a universe or a higher, a higher power. But when you can just reconnect to that inner part of you, that makes it so much easier than to go find support or, and it doesn't matter which order it happens, but you are so powerful, even within yourself, that energy within yourself to heal, to be, to feel bigger than you are right now in this moment. So just, you know, get the resources and and you have the power to heal. And it's, it's, we just lose that moment sometimes and, you know, just keep, keep moving, keep moving. Yeah. I, I have to say before I actually started my healing journey, I had zero idea about anything when it comes to post-traumatic growth. It was like, it, I, I didn't want, I, I, I just thought I was in a, in a fine place, you know, it wasn't great at all, yeah. but I was so used to that that I, it was, it to me, it was fine until it wasn't right. Yeah. Yeah. So now I, I mean, I think, and this is why, you know, we tell these stories, these, because the stories, these trauma survivor thrivers is that they have survived, but not only that they're, they're thriving in ways that they haven't previously. And I oh, think yeah. that's the beauty of healing. Um, it's hard, it's work, but it the is. payoff is so worth it. It is. It is. I'm so grateful you have this, you know, this forum for us to share and for people to hear stories because it's so, it's so valuable. And even just five years ago, my life did not look like this. And, you know, I was on the floor in fetal position, just full of anxiety and really in it. And my life is completely different now. So, you know, it's, it's, I'm 55 in two days. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter how old you are, you know, yeah. Happy birthday. And, you know, I <laughs> I spoke with someone yesterday with a theory on why, you know, a lot of people don't find the healing until, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s mm-hmm. and 70s. And a lot of it, and you know, someone said, you know, because in our 20s, especially in our 20s and even into our 30s, we're so busy that we're so yes. distracted. We can just 
put away that discomfort, this comforting feeling, just make it go away. But then there comes a point where it all catches up with you and then yep. you have to heal. And I think the message I have is that, you know, I feel like it, it, healing can start now. I mean, I know it, it seems really hard, but I, I can't imagine like I, I, Sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I started healing when I was in my 20s. But, you know, the healing can start now. It can start Absolutely. now. Absolutely. You need to yeah. start, you know, and, and, and my self-sabotage, you know, ways, I would be like, you know what, maybe, maybe I'll start, I'll, I'll try healing in like a month or in the new year, in the new year. I'll right. do it in the new right. year. <laughs> so. And it's ongoing. You know, I still have self-sabotaging moments and Me things too. that I do and, you know, I just see them more and I say, oh, I recognize that puppy and let's do something about it. So <laughs> exactly. That's exactly yeah. where where I am. I I can recognize it. And that that is the beauty and healing is the awareness yep. and then being able to shift. Yep. Yep. Right. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for joining to me today. This the your just the wisdom. I really appreciate it, especially talking about self-sabotage because like I said, this is some a topic that I haven't really talked about with somebody, but I feel like everyone does it. <laughs> and You're right. You're right. Thanks. Thanks again. Thank you. That was Christina Woods, CEO and founder of Woods Hypnotherapy and Coaching. For more information on her, check out the show notes. November's issue of Authentic Insider is out. Check out Authentic Insider at TraumaSurvivorThriver.com. That's TraumaSurvivorThriver.com, as well as past episodes of Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to my email list and get Authentic Insider magazine in your inbox monthly. I will be speaking at the Wonderland Conference in Miami, and I'll be there today and for the rest of the weekend. It's the premier global event for psychedelics, mental health, and longevity. If you're looking for discounted tickets, check out the show notes for the link and use Lori Lee 20 for your promo code. We will be back next week when I speak with victims of abuse advocate and author of Sheltered But Not Protected, Justin Woodbury, when we discuss his story of abuse in a cult-like church and exposing his abuser. You've been listening to a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. I'm Lori Lee Binstock. Thank you for being a part of the conversation. Take care. Bye.